We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Alex Hurst, Simon Campbell, Charlotte Robson are here to talk to you about a very damaging day indeed for Newcastle United. Leicester City 4, Newcastle United nil. A game that promised so much yet delivered so little. Charlotte was there for us. We're going to get right into it. First, of course, we are on Patreon, £5.50 a month for lots more of these. And also you get these podcasts advertisement free. Charlotte, you were one of 3,300 in that away end at the King Power. It was very disappointing, wasn't it? Yeah, not the away end because they were all class as <laughs> everybody's uh, said on social media and journalists and etc. But yeah, really disappointing. Um, went in there with so much hope and um, team sheet was released and I was thinking, okay, he knows his best team. I think we tweeted, he knows his best team. Okay, that's, you know, we've got options on the bench. We've got whatever. Leicester have been depleted by injury. We are so full of hope and emotion after being Burnley been sucked back into thinking this is great and we're going to start a winning streak and turn the season around and if we get three points then we go you know and if we win by x goals then we're going to come out of the relegation zone altogether and all of this stuff and and uh for that to be to be dashed quite well I guess not quickly but by the second half reasonably well matched for the first 15 minutes it was an emphatic dashing of hopes, though, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. just that the hopes were dashed. To lose by four goals to nil is unacceptable, a yeah. lot of people would say. Um, you, you've touched on, Charlotte, that you know you thought the end was really good, and, and it's nice that there are positives to take from that perspective. What was it? What, what, was, what was the mood like? I, know, I appreciate the moods when everyone's singing at the end and stuff like that. What was the mood like coming out of the ground? In fact, I'll put it to you in, in simpler terms. Thank you. I'm very simple person. <laughs> Do you did, was the was the feeling uh, amongst yourself and the people you were with walking out that we are now far more likely to get relegated after this result? For me, I don't know if I say far more likely. I don't want to be too uh, definitive, but I definitely thought shit. Like <laughs> we're in trouble after that fourth goal went in. I just you know head and hands turned round. And I just locked eyes with the man behind me who just looked like, like, oh my God, like this is so bad. This is such a damaging scoreline. It's not just a loss, it's a damaging scoreline because, you know, our, our season might come down to something like goal difference and that is a bad goal difference. And it's not just the emphatic loss, it's 
the it's the manner in it in which we lost which I'm sure we'll get into but I struggled to see how we're gonna how we're gonna patch up some of the problems we've got in enough time to sort out our biggest problem which is relegation so we've gone to Leicester City there's been much made about their problems but at the end of the day uh, if you look at their recent results they're down to 11th in the league but it's a tight league and they've had some bad bad results recently but those bad results include defeats against Chelsea Arsenal and Aston Villa under Steven Gerrard do you think that or is it true faith as well or as guilty as guilty as this of anyone that necessarily beating Burnley doesn't mean you're going to go and beat Leicester City away from home um definitely I think um, <laughs> everything was pointing towards this being a, a game we could win, and I still maintain that. I mean, if, if you watch the first 40 minutes, you could have argued that there was nothing in the game, and if we hadn't conceded the penalty and then subsequently collapsed, maybe we could have, but the the way the second half panned out made me remember the, the gulf in quality between our team and anyone outside of the bottom five, and Leicester are nowhere near a bottom five team. Yes, they've been in terrible form, bottom three form, as we said on the preview, but... Um, yeah, they're just much, much better than us, and they didn't have to play that well, in my opinion, to to completely put us to the sword there. It was just a team that were much more clinical, much more efficient, that just made short work of us. And that, yeah, you're right, it's a reminder that, that outside of the bottom five, we're really going to struggle against these teams, just on sheer quality alone. I think I think my biggest concern isn't, isn't the nil four. All right, those last two goals, you're chasing the game. How, and I'll, I'll say it to give them credit before I criticise them later, you know, he changes the formation, he brings the wing-backs on, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to push to get something out of this game. It wasn't just kind of like the previous manager declare it 2-0 and smile at full-time and say <laughs> that was fine. Mm. Um, so the, the last two goals, they're, they're, they're dreadful goals, but yeah, I'm far more concerned about our performance at 0-0 and 0-1. And I get it, I understand that before the disgraceful, in my opinion, penalty was given... It was an even game. There's nothing in it. It was flat. It, yeah. it was a flat game. It was weird. It was, you texted me. It's a nothing game. Yeah, there was nothing. There was no chances. There was no pressure. There was the no. odd free kick for Leicester on the edge of the box, but neither goalkeeper was making saves. Uh, that that in itself is a worry to me because Leicester came back from Italy on re- really late Thursday night, Friday morning. We've had a week to prepare for this game. We looked as lethargic as they did and... There were, there were aspects of the performance that were just a bit listless. Even at nil-nil, I thought, you know, whilst whilst Leicester certainly weren't massively in the ascendancy, I expected much, much more from from us in that match. I, I said before it that I was a little bit concerned that after three, I mean, you could probably discount the Arsenal game, after three games in which we gave everything, we had to work really hard to beat Burnley 1-0. There was a lot more intensity, a lot of high pressing. Has this team got the legs? It, it's still... We're not just going to be super fit all of a sudden. I think Eddie Howe's asked a lot of these players over the last three weeks, and at some point that was going to burn out, and it's already happened worryingly. Um, but we we need to start making use of other players in the squad. We've got a lot of games crammed in over the next few weeks, and we need something from them. So, yeah, I was surprised, but I kind of knew this was coming. I'm just a little bit disappointed about how quickly it has come, that we weren't going to be able to get the intensity of performance we got against Norwich with 10 men, then Burnley with 11 men. It wasn't going to continue. That just wasn't sustainable. We had to work so hard for those those points. I also think there's a little bit of, of and Charlotte, you've done this, to be fair, giving Leicester a bit of credit. Um, they, I think they, and or Rodgers, worked us out a little bit. So it's very nice that we had more possession than a team ever, particularly Leicester away. Great. Hooray for us. 
we had more shots, we had more corners, but I think that's okay. I think Leicester are absolutely fine with the kind of shots we had. Mm. They're absolutely fine defending corners with you know against us despite a centre back down, and they hit us in the break several times. Mm. They hit us in the break. They decided to not press us particularly high at the back, but they pressed us at the key times. Hence the first goal, which we might talk about. And I think that that again to stick up for how a little bit. This can happen when you're trying to make the kind of change he's trying to make. How could have come into this fixture and get thought right? Fuck it, lads. Eight, uh, ten of you on that eighteen-yard box. Uh, leave the leave them with the ball completely thirty yards out of out, outside of our goal. That's their territory. I don't want territory. I want you to hit. I want one counter attack and one goal, and we might win one. He's not doing that. He's he's trying to make this team a possession based at times and a, a, a competent counter attacking team uh, at others. And I've said it on podcasts before. That will that is not an easy transition to make, particularly with these players. Now, the, there is absolutely a conversation to have of, of whether he's doing that effectively and if it's the right approach. But he's said he's he's pretty much said publicly, hasn't he? That's what he wants to do. He wants us to be a possession based attacking team, he, and he, he picks the most attacking players. He kind of got a fucking centre on the field of Joe Willock and John Joe Shelby. Yeah. Um, we are going to get a few of these results. On the the flip side of that, I don't know which one one going to take. With how many more of these results can we? can we accept particularly with the fixtures coming up because this could get really nasty really quickly yeah i think i think you've, you're right that the, the actual scoreline of this game isn't that important in that you know there was a dodgy penalty in there and like you say once the game's gone at two nil the position we're in means we've got to try and get something out of the game we can't just sort of say row oh, think about the goal difference lads goal difference are relevant right now we just need to get some points on the board so maybe don't dwell too much on the on the scoreline i thought um what worried me more was was just how we didn't seem to have anything. We had no solution to the problem. Um, we tried to play this game in the exact same way we played Burnley. He's picked the same team. First half, we've kind of been quite reserved and not. And, um, we haven't gone all out. Um, we're probably expecting Leicester to do what Burnley did in terms of coming at us and just try and absorb a bit of that pressure, let them tie themselves out, then have a go at them. But I thought for, for the first 30 minutes, it was two teams doing that. They were kind of letting us have the ball and we didn't really know what to do with it because they were just sitting behind it and we were like, we we really struggled to get break the lines or do anything in that first thirty minutes as they did and but they didn't look like that that worried about it they were like we'll just wait for a moment and they took it so I think we just got outclassed in a lot of departments and and how has been done by by Rogers on this occasion but which is a a concern but I'm not I don't want to dwell too much on it because there's plenty more games to play and I've I've, I've liked what I've seen before like up to now I also think that their second third and fourth goals were the same goals pretty much like that's what worries me as well like the second I was just astonished at because we just had no defenders anywhere near the goal and it was just it was just a mess but there was no reaction from our defense to that to like tighten up or to like stay on players or to to stick with Jacko or anything like that it it was it was the same again and the same again and and that I found really worrying because like I don't know I don't I don't know it just uh, the fact that there was no reaction the fact that there was no response to that from our defense from our back line Suggest that they don't know what to do. We we gave up. Well, well yeah. I think we did. We we as soon as the second goal went in, we'd completely given up. Um, okay. it, it happens in football, you know. Um, you, you, as long as it doesn't become become a um a recurring problem, you can kind of live with it because you know it's we're only talking about the last four games. We, yes, we've lost heavily quite a few times this season. Benitez had a had a run. Um, in seventeen eighteen, we lost I think four one at Manu. Then we lost three 0 at home to Watford. 
we weren't playing that badly though and we just kind of scrubbed that Watford game from my memory <laughs> yeah it was weird wasn't it um but that that was that was another one where it was even up until the point where they scored and then we just completely collapsed and you know sometimes that happens in football and one team just has the rub of the green that day so I'm trying to convince myself that it's not all doom and gloom and it, it, it's a struggle but that's that's the best I can do well maybe I'll come back to you later on that for now this has been part one we'll be right back after these adverts we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Charlotte, Jamal Lascelles has deleted his Twitter account, so it would seem... Good on him. He has taken a lot of criticism about yesterday. What would you like to say about it? Uh, well, the penalty, right, wasn't a penalty. We've all seen the replays. It's ridiculous. There are some arguments that his big tree trunk of a leg, he doesn't have the mobility to move it anyway, so... So Madison's going to hit it anyway, and he would have he would have gone for a tumble. He dives before he does that and makes sure he hits it. But you know he sees an opportunity, he takes it. VAR should have picked it up. It should have gone to all that. It's ridiculous. Whatever. The the problem I've got is is that people are now like Lascelles is is a fucking like donkey. He's rubbish. He needs to like shouldn't be picked. Blah blah blah. I just think there's more nuance to the conversation than that. Lascelles was the right pick against Burnley. He was he was good and he contained them. And I saw him like I talked about it in the last podcast. I saw him uh, doing some captainly things. He calmed down Joe Linton. He has it in him. He has it in him against teams like Burnley. So for those in and in and around the relegation area, perhaps he is the right pick. He wasn't the right pick yesterday, and and so I probably would argue then that he shouldn't be the captain. But I don't think, I don't think it's as it's as I know people look for a scapegoat, but I don't think it's as straightforward as Lascelles is the reason we got beat four 0 yesterday, and 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 so we should hound him off social media. Yeah, it's a it's a great point. And listen, Jamal Lascelles was very very bad yesterday. Yeah. It was good the week before. He's been generally very bad this season. 
if you look at Aston Villa away, I thought he was at fault for Danny Ings' goal there. He gave away a penalty at Villa away. Uh, there are other games where he's been at fault for goals and he's, he is not playing well. You're right, though. There has to be more than never play for the club again. Kieran Clark never play for the club again. Jamal LaSalle's never play for the club again. I'm going to run out of fucking players. <laughs> like, like, that's not how football works. Uh, you know, there, there is... It's easy, isn't it? Because I totally agree with the penalty. Um... But what, why was Jamal LaSalle's passed the ball in that situation? Yeah. So that's mistake number one. Mistake number one in the, this litany of mistakes is before LaSalle gets the ball. Then LaSalle tries to pass to Shelby. Then Shelby, instead of kicking the ball out for a corner or a throw in, tries to take a touch. You know, it's mistake after mistake. And then LaSalle's, so it's, like yeah. it's like four massive mistakes in one. And, and, and LaSalle's is, is culpable for two of them. I suppose, Sai, this, this comes into a key thing about Eddie Howe. Can he organise the defence? His detractors have always said, yeah, he'll get you playing good football, he'll score a few but he can't organise a defence. Mm. Um, I agree the selection was was wrong. Um, I'm not blaming LaSalle for that penalty at all. I don't... He doesn't doesn't commit a foul. You can't blame a defender for trying to get in the way without committing a foul. That's what his job is. Uh, and Madison has just, just fooled the ref. Um, and I totally agree that it was just an absolute ridiculous situation to get ourselves in the first place. What I can't blame LaSalle for is everything that followed, though, because he, he lost his head and he's there as the captain. He should be organising that defence. That's what he's been entrusted with, and it was chaos. It was the least organised defence I think I've ever seen this season, and we've watched Bruce for half the season. Um, it's it's a tough one. If he wasn't the club captain, it would be a no-brainer just to drop him for a bit and play Fernandez. It's because he's this captain and because he's this figure in the dressing room, and we don't know exactly how much value that has to some of the other players. We don't know how much the other players respect them, and it seems like they do. Um, that said, I thought Wilson conducted himself very well as captain and he's an obvious choice if we want to take Lascelles out the firing line for a bit I totally agree he shouldn't be handed out I totally agree that the the reaction has been beyond ridiculous like it was for Clark it's we, we've got to be better than that we've yes we're all very frustrated we've had a very stressful couple of years with Bruce and we've we've started a new era now and we kind of have to get back to that okay the lads have had a bad day it happens in football and it's not going to make them play any better going on the way we have but yeah I <laughs> Lascelles was good against Burnley because they play very direct and he was, I thought he'd been picked for that game because he's good in the air and he's going to block crosses, he's going to you know, win the ball. That's not how Leicester play. Leicester run between the lines and, and pick you apart and Lascelles is terrible when he's got players running at him. So you're right. There are question marks over Eddie Howe about what his plans were for the defence. What what was his way to stop Leicester from doing that? And it, you know you could argue it was working until the penalty and then we had to open up a bit. But yeah, it was, it was concerning and I think the only option is to is to drop Lascelles, but not forever. You know, he just needs to be taken out the firing line and, and work his way back in the team. We've got other people who can lead. Even Shelby has been picked as captain before, you know, but I would, I would like to see Wilson do it for a bit and see what happens. I thought Shelby was was doing some captainly bits yesterday. I thought he was, you know, I could see him when we had free kicks. He was, talk, he was talking to people. He was like, get over there, get over there. You know, he's definitely re-engaged with it all. The other thing about Lascelles is that he just looked really frightened on the ball a lot of the time yesterday. I know that, and that led to the penalty because it was a bad cross. But like, I just I don't really know what's going on there, and I totally agree. It's not a forever thing. I don't think we need we, we like you say we don't have the squad depth to start saying out the out out forever. But he need he he needs to work his way back. I think that's the right way of putting it. Rod Rogers just knew exactly what to do. Uh, yeah. If you, if you watch the first forty minutes or so, they let us have the ball until Lascelles had it, and then there was a press. It's like that's that's what good teams do. They go right. There's the weakness. We're going to yeah. press him when he gets the ball, and just made us panic. And we, we, the the penalty came about. It wasn't the first incident where we we would put ourselves in. And we were making all of our own trouble in mm -hmm. that first half. And 
we were being targeted in that way and we didn't really change what we were doing until it was too late. Yeah, I'm pleased you talked about Preston because I wanted to come on to that next. Um, I thought that there was a clear plan at the start of this match to press the ball, to press Leicester. Uh, we did it for a bit. Almiron and Joe Linton and Callum Wilson were integral in that. We did it for a bit. Joe Willock was getting forward, pressing the ball. The issue is Leicester three or four times broke that press with their eyes closed. It was just like it was like a training ground exercise. And in my opinion, the reason for that, you cannot press an opposition with one of your forward players not doing any pressing. I was going to say, every time they got out of it, they went to their right back, who was <laughs> in 10 yards of space. Alan St. Maximin, he's taken a lot of criticism, not just for yesterday, but for his performances really since Howe's come in. You know, people point to the fact that Bruce just let him play where he wanted, give him a free role. He's been asked to do a far more a specific job Charlotte, for you first, do you drop him? Are we seriously talking about dropping Alison Maximine? It's that's a really hard question, and I'm not sure I know the answer to it. I definitely think how plays much more disciplined football. Okay, we aren't there yet, but he he does. He's he's much more organised. He's much more disciplined. And Alan's at Maximum's game is not as disciplined. Like, it just isn't. Like you said, he had a run of the pitch when he was playing for Bruce. And he's, 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 you can see it in his personality. He's got that sort of like cheeky guy personality. And he doesn't, he holds on to the ball too long. You saw it yesterday. Like, he, he enjoys sort of like playing with the ball to the extent that he doesn't pass and then he gets crowded out by players because they know he's, he's one of the most creative players on the pitch. So he gets crowded out by Leicester players and then he loses the ball or the momentum's gone and we're, you know, we're just at a loose end. So that is a problem and and it's not one that he is he's made any changes to. That's been a problem for a while. Um, do we drop him? I don't know. I think he still offers quite a big threat and he offers some creativity. He just, I, I, I think he needs to, I think he his game needs more discipline. And I also think he was drifting too much into the middle yesterday again where he becomes completely anonymous on the pitch. He just, he, 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 he cannot influence the game from there and, and that's not the right place for him. I don't know if he, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I wish I knew the answer. Not just that, but you're right. He was drifting in a lot, and and we ended up just like really one-sided. Like mm. it's not just that he's playing, he's, he's out, he's moving away from his best position, but the whole team loses shape when he does that, and it was it was killing us. Um, did he not also go off and everyone accept him? Did a bit of a you know, went to the away so, fans. Yeah, I didn't notice that um, at the time, but apparently he went straight down the tunnel, pissed off, yeah. and um, everybody else gave at least you know a bit of a clap to everybody. Uh, all the visiting fans, um, including Eddie Howe and the coaching staff. So he's, he's already showing signs of what we're worried about, isn't it? After two years of Bruce massaging his ego by just making him feel so important, so important that he doesn't have to do pass to Maxi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just make him feel like it's it's he's the most important player in the team. And to an extent, he is. He's, he's a very good footballer and probably our best footballer. But um, if he's not going to do the play, play the role in the team that the manager wants him to play, we're going to have a problem. And I feel like we're starting to see the beginning of that problem. Is it time to drop him? I don't know. Maybe with the fixtures ahead, what's the worst that could happen? And then he has to come back and fight for his place and remind people what he can do when when we get to some some better fixtures. But it's a shame. He's 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 one of the best footballers I've ever seen in the Castle shirt when he's when he's on form. But we're not seeing anywhere near enough of that. And it is difficult when you're you know a team like us that that struggles and we're going to get limited chances in games like that. But 
he didn't give us anything yesterday and we, and we need more from him. If, he, if he's as good as he thinks he is, he should be doing more. I think that he's the wrong selection. If, if we're going to go to Leicester City away from home and press them, he's the wrong selection. Yeah, and You saw that with, we had to stop pressing almost halfway through that first half mm-hmm. purely because he was not was not able to do it. Liverpool on Thursday, I don't think we're going to press them very much. You know, Man City, Man United, he, he might be the man for those fixtures, although you could say, well, defensively, you know, is he going to help out as much as going to be required against someone like Trent Alexander-Arnold? But I do. I think if how if how is going to have to be brave if he if he wants if he wants us to go and press and win the ball high up the pitch. Anderson Maximan's not the man. Yeah, he's not the man for it. And that I don't think that's going to change. Speaking of the manager, then Sai, you one of Steve Bruce's greatest critics. Uh, quite a few people suggesting if that was Bruce, who lost four 0 at Leicester, he'd get slaughtered. What do you think about that comment? About you know, is it fair to? To, to look at every defeat and say, well, if it was Bruce, or do you think actually, you know, we've, we've picked up, what, five points from House first five games in charge? It's not great. It's not, it's not. And to be honest, I I thought we needed more. We, we said before the um, the three very winnable home games, we kind of needed a minimum of seven points and we got we got five. Um, yeah, I, I think you still got a lot to prove. Um, and you're absolutely right. Without wanting to to be a total hypocrite, uh, I would have absolutely slaughtered Bruce for that performance um, because we'd seen it so many times before. It's the first bad performance we had under Howe. I can I can discount him the Arsenal game because, again, we, we were in it, if nothing else. Whereas this this is the first time we've just been absolutely outplayed and, and, and lost the game comfortably. And I don't think Leicester played that well. Um, and it was it was worrying how how easily they've, they've swept us aside. Um for the reasons we've just talked about, there was some. There's been some selection question marks. There's been some. What What was the game plan? Um, I, I was struggling. Like you say, if it was to press and try and nick the ball higher at the pitch, it, he's got he's got it wrong. I think a lot. A lot. I, I would like to have a look at some of the players though. I, d- I don't know. Nobody played well. Not 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 one of the players played well. I thought after the resurgence of Joe Linton, this was his worst game under Howe. Um, having compared his performances in the last few games to to Modi Army. <laughs> and you seem to be given that role of, of literally linking up the play and playing behind the striker. He just he, we got none of that on on Saturday. He had no joy. He was easily dispossessed. He was giving the ball away uh, every time in in just picking the wrong pass. Maximan was doing the same thing. To be fair, we just there was no cohesion. So what what have we worked on in the run up of that game? Um, that, that's a worry. But it's the first one. You can't. You, we can't just suddenly say, oh, it's it's no better than Bruce after one bad performance. It has been better. Um, and we haven't got necessarily the points we deserve. Whereas if Bruce had got the same five points, we'd be saying we we're probably quite lucky. But you know, ten men against Norwich for the majority of the game—that that was bad luck. Um, Brentford was a—you know—it could the score could have been six-two to us. It was such a ridiculous game of football. Um, so no, I, I'm not ready to start comparing the two at this stage in terms of, of what that result meant. I think it's interesting now that you talk about bad luck because against Brentford, it was a really bad team selection. Carl Dollar and goal mm-hmm. cost us the game. Mm-hmm. I thought. When the team came out against Norwich, Kieran Clark in the team, our WhatsApp group was just like, "What? Why? Why are you picking Kieran Clark?" And it couldn't have gone any worse. Picking Emil Kraft and Matt Ritchie, your fullbacks at Arsenal, both of them being responsible for the goals we conceded. Mm. Uh, and then again, like Charlotte said before, I think a lot of people would have thought Jamal Lascelles is the wrong player for this fixture. So Charlotte, you know, this 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 sounds bad for Howe because we're saying he con- he consistently is is picking players he shouldn't. Uh, you know, the the alternative argument would be, well, it's, it's not how fucking pulling black, Pooch, Pookie, you know, it's not how 
passing the ball to Jamal Lasalle and passing the ball. What do you make of him so far, Charlotte? This is this is the time, isn't it? It's going to go one way or another. The next few weeks are either going to be fine or they're going to be very bad. I don't think I don't think there's going to be a very good for the next few weeks. Where where are you with Eddie Howe right now, Charlotte? After yesterday and being there yourself, I'm still behind him. I'm still behind him. I think that there's a project here. I think he's his his vision and project and goal is severely limited by the players that he has available to him, like. You know, <laughs> we need we need new players. We really need new players in that squad. And he's doing what he can with what he's got. I also think there's a little bit of experimentation, which we don't want to see because we just want to see we just want to pick up points and we just want to stick get safe and stay safe. But he's new and he doesn't know the squad. Like you can study them all you want, but you need to see people play. And I think there's an element of that going on, um, which I kind of, you know, have to get behind because otherwise, I'm not ready to turn on him. I, I'm still, I'm still bought in. It's a, it's just, it's just a harder fight now than I want it to be. If this had been the start of the season and we had five points from the first five games and we just suffered a heavy defeat with a new manager, you wouldn't be worrying about too much. That's it's, true. He's he's hampered by where we are and how much pressure is on each game that this this does look a lot worse because we're all very deflated after that because we, after not getting the points we needed from from Norwich and Brentford it's becoming precarious like we're we're in such big trouble now and this game was like a big reminder of that um so it's because he knew what he was walking into so he is going to be judged on the results and he's already finding himself in in this position but you know it, it takes time to change the way players play. It takes time to change the way they make snap decisions about what to do. Bruce spent two years telling us that it was a work in progress and that we <laughs> needed more time to, to instill what he was trying to do. We, to we, regress we, every single yeah, we, um We can't blame how that for maybe it's going to take a little bit longer to, to, to basically reverse what's happened. Um, Rafa Benitez once told us that, you know, each week you'll you'll tell a player to do this, this, and this, and you might sixty percent of it might go in. Then you do it again. Then seventy percent of it goes in. You know these things take time, especially with, like you say, Charlotte. There's there's a group of players here that he, he knows what they're good at and what they're not good at potentially, but he doesn't know their personalities. He doesn't know the the relationships in the dressing room. And there's, there's there's just so much more going on that to to judge how too harshly on what he's done so far is probably not the right way to go. You also have to contextualize like his career and what he's done so far, which is great, which is just to touch back on the Bruce thing, you know, we'd have slaughtered him sort of for that performance and that, but that's also based on quite a long career of quite bad performances like that. Eddie Howe doesn't have a long career of of terrible, maybe he will in the end, I hope that he doesn't, (laughs) but maybe he will, but we're not, I'm not prepared to sort of write him off at this stage as a young manager with, with, with ambition and goals. And I think that, you know, with the right, and reinforcements we we can get there i think what you've just both of you just said but particularly you charlotte there it's gonna it, it is going to take some mental fortitude and patience from the fan base because we lose the next three games which is entirely probable how we'll be on five points from eight fixtures that wasn't that wasn't part of the plan c- coming in and, and everyone knew these fixtures were coming up but but i'll i'll say it and i'm still behind them obviously i don't, I don't think there's many newcastle fans if any that aren't we needed more points yep. from the games that have gone. And, and and Leicester was the key fixture because we were all buzzing, we were bouncing after Burnley. It's been a great week. 
to go as far backwards as we have in this last fixture, you know, there's nothing that from yesterday that suggests we're going to beat Man U at home or go to Everton and win. There's just nothing. There's nothing there. House had what two away games? Um, Arsenal and Leicester. We haven't scored, and we've 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 been defensively shambolic in terms of individual errors. There's there's not enough progress there in the away games for me to think that we're going to be able to do things against these better sides, and that's the concern. On the other hand, we have we me have to get out of like Newcastle have been relegated three times already this season. It's ridiculous. Like people are like we're definitely down. We're staying up. We're definitely staying up. We're definitely going down. It's like well, right. Well, neither of those things are true. We aren't definitely down at the minute. If we lose the next three, we're not definitely down. Becomes much harder the further you are adrift of of Watford or whoever it is. But we've talked about it after the Norwich game, not thrown in the towel. Newcastle have got three games in January. They could pick up nine points. They've got some games in February that are very winnable as well. So as frustrating as it's going to be, we've seen enough in the home games, I feel. We've seen enough in terms of, even yesterday with what he's trying to do, and I've said before, I said earlier, he could he could go to these places and he could stick 10 men behind the ball and be happy with, with nil two. And he's not like that. He's not like that as a manager. That's not good enough for Newcastle United, even in this perilous state. But I've got a question for you, Dodds. Now, I I think the 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 big test on how is do, does he stick to it or does he have to change the formation and change things? Something we would be very critical of Bruce of. Like, would would you want to see him change it or do you think he, you'd have more respect for Eddie Howe if he continues to try and do what he does? Um, and you know we we go into the next game in the exact same way and you just see an improvement. I don't think you should go to Liverpool away and play the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. But it's, five at the back then. It doesn't have to be either. Oh, you can go and yeah. you can get men behind the ball, but you can get men forward. You can get men ahead of the ball when in possession. You can you can pick a better team that might be more suited to it. You can look at Isaac Hayden and think, well, you know, he's he's got a lot of stamina. He can get around the pitch. What can he do for us today? I think I think these we aren't going to learn loads from the next three fixtures. Everton, that's a big game. Yeah. That's yeah. a big. You don't want to lose that. Southampton away, that's a big game don't want to lose that so I'd, I'd kind of reserve judgment until those fixtures if we go to Everton and get beat 2-0 and don't have a shot and just get everyone behind the ball then I will criticize them massively I'd, because I'd, because, it, because it means that yesterday with Leicester was a complete waste of time that that was the thing under Bruce wasn't it it wasn't just that you got beat it's that you didn't take anything from the yeah. defeat same again next time no improvement mm. no change of plan same again every single time that's where I still think it'd be different I think today how and his team, we're sitting here on a Monday, will have spent the day going through some of the mistakes of the players, showing them videos, saying, this is what happened here, this is what should have happened, here's where we went wrong here, and and like you say, learning from what happened, whereas with Bruce, they probably just, they wouldn't have even been at work yet, they had a day <laughs> off, um, and they would have just gone, oh, well, that was bad luck, um, we've got Liverpool at the weekend, that's going to be hard, isn't yeah. it? Like, they'll, <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be right, if you do this against um, Mane, we're in trouble, if you do, you know, they'll be preparing properly for the game, at least, I definitely believe that that's what's going on this week. So, in that sense, it's nowhere near the same as a Steve Bruce defeat. I think that just about does it this week for the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Thank you, Sari and Charlotte, for your time. Thank you to everybody who listens and watches this. We'll be back, or I say we, Charlotte, you'll be back with Norman and Adam, I, f- I believe. Late night. Late night, uh, the night of the Liverpool game. Hopefully, it'll be a special one. Maybe not. <laughs> uh we're on Patreon. I've said it already. Come and join us if you like what we do. We'd appreciate it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.